This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Bruchem Aboim B'Shem Irgen Shir Torah Moses Posen. I'd like to welcome everyone to tonight's Shir. We'd like to give a shikayach to Ramatas Abraham and family for co-sponsoring tonight's Shir. Lili Neshomois Moshe Yaakov and Ramatas Yosholim Osher Ben Alta Chaim Yishaya Chaim Invul Bas Yishaya Yehuda Yehudas Bas Moshe Yaakov and Ita Sarah Bas Rabbi Yisrael. Also has a schusser for Shalema, for Gittel Basvari, and a schusser for Shid Chagum Bekara, for Chava Mindel Basrif Kechaya, and Rachel Bas Gittel. We also like to give a Yashi character by David Lang for co sponsoring tonight's Shid, the Idli Nishmas Ishtoi, Dvoira Shalom Basar Bishor, Shiachia, Regular Shloishim, Penish Mosul, Surabasar Achaim. Rabbi Sai, have the great schusser sponsoring one of the remaining Shirim of Egan Shiri Tires at Buses Atara Worldwide by calling 718 851. 8651 or emailing tapecenter at yeshivanet.com. You could also contact those numbers or email to put an ad in the dinner journal for our upcoming annual dinner. But to get more information about the dinner, which will take place shortly, there's uh, information on the table near the door. It's a great opportunity to honor one of the abundant you've enjoyed and have a chedling in the buses of Tonight we have the cover to have with us once again, Rabbi Zechariah Wallerstein on Talking Chaydish Ella, looking forward for a better year. We covered the corner by Wallace Dean. Sorry, Thank you. I'll sit, I'll sit. I'm good. Okay. Thank you very much, Kayach. So, um, there's a lot of things going on, a lot, a lot of people diff- on, on their minds. I'm going to try to speak about a, a few of them. Um, First of all, a lot of people feel that the last five, six months and this whole um, virus that's, that's happening is a punishment from Hashem. Um, there have been many reasons given not by Rav Chaim or Big Tzaddikim, but just all over the place. Many reasons given. Uh, shul's closed down because of talking in shul, because of cell phones. Yeshiva's closed down because tuition's too high. Rabbeim are not doing their jobs. Um, and it's because of the Chatom of Klai Yisrael. A lot of people are walking around very broken, very sad. Um, for the last few weeks, I'm hearing a lot of, um, wow, we had a really bad Elo last year. Wow, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur last year really didn't work out. Like, how come none of the Sadiqim warned us that Yatulis were not Mascabo? Look how many good people died. Look how many people suffered. Look how many people didn't even have a Leviah. By mitzvah, wedding, like, we really messed up Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. What are we going to do this year differently? Um, I'm not great enough really to differ, but um, my Rebbe is and other, other people. So I'm going to go in a very different direction. And also everyone's worried about Rosh Hashanah, Shul, outdoor minyanim, first day there's no shofar. So the Gemara says that when um, when there's no shofar the first day, Chas Shalom, it's a year of Purani ice. Last year we had a shofar the first day. Um, and everybody's very worried. There was a very big tzaddik that said something amazing. He said just the opposite. He said, we know the Gemara says that it's a year of Puranias if the first day Rosh Hashanah doesn't have Shaifer. And that's just the Durabonim because someone might carry the Shaifer to Shul. So he says, look at Klai Yisrael. They know they're in danger. Their lives are in danger because there's no Shaifer. But for Durabonim, they're going to listen to Durabonim even though their lives are in danger. And they're not going to blow Shaifer the first day. Mikam Yisrael. He learned a big schus. Just the opposite, when the first day of Rosh Hashanah, there's no shaifer, and we talk a don't blow shaifer, it shows to us that even a drabbanan is more important than our lives. So there's always a different way of, always a different way of looking at things. So, 
I, I don't personally understand. There's never in the history of Klyestral, in the history of Klyestral, I don't believe that there have been a, as many minyanim and as many people going to minyan. In, in Europe, there was one minyan in each shul. And Mincha, then Mishnayis, and then Mayriv, and you went home. There wasn't every half an hour a minion. There weren't minion factories. There wasn't Shemr Shabbos or Landau's or Boston or any of these other places where at 3 o'clock in the morning you can find the Mayriv, and even Matzi Shabbos because of the hospital you can find the Mayriv, and every 57 and a half minutes you can find the Mincha, and in Eretz Yisrael, all the different places that have all these... And and as, when I was growing up, Minion wasn't what it is today. There are guys that just don't ever miss Minion. They travel, they don't miss Minion. They go wherever they go, they don't miss Minion. Chabad has a Minion. Whatever you think of Chabad, or you don't think of Chabad, the bottom line is anyone who's in business like me, it's the greatest thing that ever happened because wherever you go, there's a Chabad, which means you have a Minion three times, you have a Mikvah, you have food it's amazing. Never, it never existed. We never had so much tefillah b'tzibur in the history of Klai Yisrael. I didn't even know what plague was till this happened. Like, who Davin's Myriv at 623? I never even heard of that. Maybe because I'm Amaretz, but who Davin's plague? Now I'm wondering who Davin's when it's dark. Like, the whole world is Davin's plague. This plague... There's, there's the Shemir Shabbos, the, the tefillah that goes on when I grew up. I want to say Lashon Hara, my generation. But there was a lot more talking by davening. A lot more talking than there is today. And if a guy's phone goes off by accident, halachically, doesn't say anywhere, you can't, your phone can't go off by accident. He didn't do it on purpose. He's not talking on his phone. He forgot to turn it off. Everyone's jumping and going crazy. It, it, it's, it's so seldom. And the, the talking, is, you know, stop talking in shul, of course, it's a great organization, but it, there's so much more hakpada in minyanim that there is no talking. So the talking by davening got a lot less. Lashon Hara, because of Chafetz Chaim, the foundation, and all the svarim, and the women have groups, and Lashon Hara groups, not to talk Lashon Hara, not to talk Lashon Hara, and groups, and groups, and groups. There's no question that the level of Lashon Hara in this dar it's way below, because in my door, we didn't even know some of the stuff we were saying was Lashon Hara. Who, who learned the lesson a day in, 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 Lushen, in, in, in watching your mouth? So, 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 Tilbet Sibri is bigger than ever. Learning Torah, right after Siamashas, this whole disease showed up. 80,000 people in one, 40,000 in another, Eretz Yisrael, you know, two different teams, Hashas, everyone's learning the daf with all respect to the last generation. My, my, my parents and my in-laws and everyone else that lived in Europe, how many people in a town knew Shas? The Rav, if there was a Kailul in the town, there weren't many towns that had a Kailul, and the guys that were learning in Yeshiva, they didn't finish Shas, most of them, but they were learning, of course, Be'iyan, but how many people finish Shas? How many hundreds, no, million of, of Yidin today finish Shas and get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and stay up till 11 o'clock at night and learn the daf? That didn't exist in my generation. So Tyra is in this generation bigger than it ever was. Tefillah is bigger than it ever was. Chesed never existed on this level. Tenkei Shabbos and Bika Chaylim and Hatzalah and Boine Oilam. I don't want to start naming because then they'll get called why didn't you name me, right? And Chai Lifeline and A-Time and whatever problem a Jew has health-wise, children-wise, marriage-wise, there's an organization to support you. You go to a hospital, the Bicker Chaylem room has more food than the best restaurant in Brooklyn. Sat with Bicker all the Bicker 
So chesed on the level of, that it is today, the money that is given for chesed, and not only the money, hatzola, the, the physical part, the time, the money that is given was unheard of in the last generation in Europe. Unheard of. Millions and millions and millions of dollars to Eretz Yisrael before Yom Tovim. I, I have a friend that runs an organization. 60,000 pairs of shoes for kids before every Yom Tov. So you really think that Hashem is looking down on this world and saying, I want to punish Klai Yisrael? I want to shut them out of their shuls? I want to close down their yeshivas? Girls never learned Tyra in Europe? That started with Sarah Shnira. Millions, maybe hundreds of thousands, millions of girls learning Tyra? Bishyakovs on the level that they are? Hasidus, everything, we took it up a huge notch. So we're walking around thinking that Hashem is angry and He's punishing the Jewish nation because we, we give too much chesed or we daven too many minyanim? And there is talking, I'm not saying there is no talking, so much better. I'm 63, Kananahara. I lived 40 years ago. Well, I know what was going on in Shul. People didn't even know how bad it was. So what's going on? Close down my yeshiva. Close down my shul. Wrong God, everybody. Maybe we're preaching it too much that God is this angry, vengeful creator that just wants to hurt you and give you a disease and put you in Gehenna and punish you and hurt you. That is not the Hashem that we have. I chose Klai Yisrael because I love them. I have Amo Yisrael. I love my nation Yisrael. So, Rabbi Wallstein, if that's the case, what's your thought? What's going on? If you learn the Gemara about the Ikhchad the Mashiach, if you learn the Svarim on the Ikhchad the Mashiach, everything that's going on is brought down that's going to happen. You know, Choshech in, in, in Mitzrayim was very tough. Four-fifths of Klai Yisrael died in Choshech. Very tough. Thank you. The, the night of, the night of Matan, of, of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim sounded like when we were mamish in the middle of the virus. One siren after another, one siren after another. They were dying in the streets, one after another. Very, very scary. Behind locked doors. You couldn't go out. Couldn't go out. You'd see us with Triumph. You were locked in your house. Because the angel of death was flying around outside. Locked you in your house. Kleistro was very scared. It was a very scary night. Choshech was a very scary time. But Lemaisa, you had to have Choshech and you had to have Makas Bechayros to have Yitzhiyah Svitzrayim. So the Gemara says, Rav Yechelen said, I don't want to live in such a time. And many other Tanam said, I don't want to live in such a time. It's a very scary time. But it's a process. I asked someone very close to Rav Chaim, why did he stop talking about Mashiach? When the whole thing started, he was like, it's Mashiach. Rav, Rav Gamliel, my Rebbe, was Mashiach. Of Mashiach, and everybody was talking about Mashiach, and all of us, I know, I sat by my Seder, and when I opened up the door for Anavi, I was 100% sure. In fact, in fact, my Rebbe, Rabbi Gamil said we should set, first time I ever heard this, we should set a, a, a spot at the table for Anavi. A dish, fork, knives, the whole works. Should be a seat, because he's really coming. And everybody was in this place like, this has to be, because anytime we go through trauma, it has to be Mashiach. And everyone was like, all right, we can't go to a Pesach program, we're locked at home, we can't be with our kids, we, it's mamash was unbelievable, right? But it's Mashiach. 
And also Rav Chaim stopped talking about it. Rav Gamliel stopped talking about it. Rav David Abba stopped talking about it. Nobody's talking about it anymore. What happened? And the answer is that we made the mistake that Chava made. When Adam told Chava that if you eat from the tree, you'll die, she didn't understand it as a process. That if you eat from the tree, you taka won't live forever, you'll die. She understood that if you eat from the tree, you're going to die on the spot. And she didn't die. So she said, ah, oh, the whole thing's not true. We think Mashiach is a moment. It's a moment, shaifer, boom, from one second to the next. It is not a moment. It's called the Ikhlas of the Mashiach. It has other names. It's a process. And what Rav Chaim and Rav David and Rav Gamliel was saying, the process is now in the labor. It's no longer a pregnancy. It's now in the labor. There's a difference. Carry a baby for nine months. When you go into labor, that pain is much harder and much faster. But that's what pushes the baby out. So what they were saying is, Yes, the Holocaust is part of it. It's maybe the war of Gog and Magog. And it's a process. Everyone, my mother-in-law was in the Holocaust. And she said to me, she said, we were on the march. And people were dying left and right. And, and, and we said, everyone looked up, Mashiach is here. That's what they all thought. So she's like, when we start talking about Mashiach, it's like happening right now. She's been there. I've been there, done that. In the Holocaust, everyone thought, it's a process. So a lot of people wrote that. The, the, the Holocaust and the six million is all that process that it spoke about that's going to happen. But in Hashem's world, 70 years and 80 years is not a long time. So when, when the Rabbanim Gedolim got up and said, Mashiach, we made the mistake that Chavim made. Oh, that's it. Pesach night. When I open the door, he's here. It's a process. And, and President Trump has nothing to do with this process. People are coming to me. I, I think it's, I think it's Apicarsis pretty much on that. And they're like, if he loses, I'm going to Eretz Yisrael. If he loses, then I realize Mashiach's really coming. It's not up to the President of the United States. It has nothing to do with him. He's a pawn. If he wins or if he loses, if Hashem wants to bring Mashiach, whether him winning or losing doesn't make a difference. And if you should move to Eretz Yisrael, then you should move to Israel. I said a few, a few months ago, I said, I think it's time to leave here. And there was a total... I never got so many phone calls in my life. The Israeli government, they went crazy. Like, are you leaving and you're opening a city? And then uh, I'm like, all I said is that I think it's time to get out of here. I didn't say anything else, whatever it is. But it's not time to get out of here because Donald Trump or Pelosi or Democrats or Republicans. That's all all garbage. It's all baloney. You have to see through that. Because people tell me, if if Trump loses, Mashiach is coming. If Trump wins, we got time. So in the old... In the, in the old days, in the old days, so I, I taught kids that weren't from, right? I had eighth graders. And um, we're talking, I was talking about Mashiach, and there's one kid in my class, the Yankees were in the, were in the, uh, in the pennant race. And he's like, do you have the koyach to daven to Hashem that he should wait until they win the World Series? I don't know if Mashiach should wait until they win the World Series. So like, chas for shalom. It has nothing to do with Trump. You, you see what's going on? person has to know what he has to do with his family, whatever he has to do. And, and it has nothing to do with whether he wins or loses. It's a process. Is there a Shiloh that this process is happening and that we're in this, in the Ikhlas of the Mashiach? There's no question. There's no question because a lot of the, not a lot of, all the things the Gemara said is going to happen with the kids being mechutzif and parents getting up for their children and, and mothers and daughters not getting along. It's all here. It's like, I told my mother-in-law, I said, when you were in the Holocaust, it's talk a part of the picture of the, what the Gemara says, but you didn't have the chutzpah that kids have for their parents today. You didn't have a lot of the other ingredients in the cake that the Gemara brought. We have all of them. We have all of them. So, so Rav Wallstein, so why not Hashem close our yeshivas? If we never had so much learning, and we never had so much, why did he close our, our shuls? So I'm just going to, I'm going to share with you a thought. First of all, you need to know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us. And we don't understand 
anything. That's the first thing that you need to know. And people are asking me, where are you going to daven Rosh Hashanah? Baruch Hashem, B'liayin Hara, since I'm 11 years old, that's 52 years, I have never missed davening by the Kaisel Ne'ilah. That's a long time. I've never missed being in Eretz Yisrael. My brother was by mitzvah. I was 11. From then on, my father took us to Eretz Yisrael. After I got married, B'liayin Hara, I've never missed in 52 years Bakal. And it's very possible that I will not be able to go this year. 14 days, I only go for Yom Kippur. How am I going to lock myself up 14 days? They're going to look at the ticket. They're going to say, you're only here four days. Like, you didn't lock, you didn't, right? So it's a problem. So, like, my Talmudim that come with me, I have a whole chever that come with me. What are we going to do? How are we going to dive in? You know, because Ne'ilah is, <laughs> Ne'ilah by the coast of Maravi is, is, is the height. You know, you're in the holiest country. You're in the holiest city of Shalayim. You're in the holy place of that city. On the holiest day and the holiest time of that day, Ne'ilah. It's like, it's like the ultimate high. And because you're by the Kaisal, you could scream at the top of your lungs. You're not in the shul. And, and I duchin, Ne'ilah, I'm a kayin. So we duchin before Shkia. And then we do all the Avinu Malkinos one by one because we have to schlep it out from Shkia on. To duchin, to do Bichas Kahanim by the Kaisal as the sun is setting by Ne'ilah for a kayin? There's nothing higher. So it's like, my family wants to like, what are you going to do? How are you going to daven? I'm like, it makes no difference. If Hashem wants me to be in shul or outside, whatever is going to happen, whatever is going to come down, I don't know. If He wants me to be at home, at my, at my wall, then I'll just cuddle up with Hashem. I'll just get closer. Because your state of mind controls your state of being. So I could be by Ne'ilah, by Lekaisal in my house. If that's where he puts me. If that, I have no choice and Hashem says, you're in your house. For Yom Kippur, you're in your house. Then I'm in my house and I love him just as much and it's the same Yom Kippur. And wherever he puts me Rosh Hashanah, it's the same Rosh Hashanah. Don't panic. Because if that's his decision that where we should be, then that's the best place we should be. And don't get depressed. And don't get down. And don't get worried. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen this year? Um, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't the way it used to be. Cuddle up. It's a Kurdish Baruch Hu. He put you there. That's where he wants you. And if I could be in a minion, and if I could be on a plane and go to the Kaisal, I'll be by the Kaisal. But if I can't, get depressed? No. So my feeling, it all happened on Purim, which to me is the biggest question. There's no holier day than Purim. Yom Kippur is called Yom Kippurim. There's no holier day in the year than Purim. It's brought down that on Purim Hashem wrote a Gezerah to destroy Klai Yisrael. The first time ever and the only time ever that he wrote, he came to Moshe Rabbeinu, he said, I want to I wanna do this. Moshe Rabbeinu said, Mecheni Hashem never wrote it. The only time that Hashem ever wrote a Gezerah and signed that we'll all be wiped off the face of the earth was Purim. And Kleisro, who didn't have Hashem, because Hashem wrote the Gzera, didn't have a leader, because Mordechai got them into trouble, didn't have someone in the White House, Donald Trump, didn't have him either. They had Esther, who invited Haman to the party, so as far as they were concerned, she was a traitor. They had nothing. Instead of saying, you wrote us off, we're all going be, to become fry, we're all going to become irreligious, we're going to become Goyim. They all said, we're going to fast for three days, we're going to learn, we're going to daven, and they said, it's Rav Shem Shemping, because it's here, and I talk about it every Purim, they said, Hashem, you gave up on us, we will never give up on you. And the Kedusha 
of that moment of love, we will makabel Torah That moment of love that Christ will have for Hashem, Hashem never experienced since He created the world. And therefore, He saved us. And there's no bigger day than Purim. So I'm asking you, do you know how many people died in Klai Yisrael? Because on Purim, they didn't know. And this disease really took off. Purim. Purim parties. Shiva. How could that be? On Tishabov, on Chaydashov, tragedies happen in the mountains. On Purim? The day that we said we love you no matter what? So many Kaddish Dikha people in Kleistrol got the disease and then died? How does anyone understand that? Unless it's the beginning of the redemption of Kleistrol. And it wasn't a bad day, Purim. It was the best day we ever had. Even though it looks and Nebuchadnezzar, we don't understand, but that we don't understand. We either you either either buy into God, you either believe that whatever he does is from love and it's for us, or you don't. It's it, there's no in between. It's not like when you do good, you're there, when you don't do good, you're not there. So if we think about this for a minute, on Purim, when Haman walked into the Yeshiva. And the Tinoikish of Beis Rabbim were learning the halacha of Kemitza. He went to Zeresh and he told her, We're finished! We're gonna lose! She said, We're gonna lose? We got the gallow ready for him. We got the day set up. What do you mean we're gonna lose? He said, Tinoikish, Haman said this. Tinoikish of Beis Rabbim, they're learning. God, God loves them too much. We're done. Which says to me and all of you, the Baruch Hu knew that if the yeshivas were stayed open and the shul stayed open, there's no way that this gezerah that we just went through could happen. There's no way that the children of Klai Yisrael and the minyanim and Torah of Klai Yisrael wouldn't have broken this gezerah. And if this gezerah is a gezerah to bring Mashiach, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to close the yeshivas and the shuls before it really hit the world. B'kachoya. So there are many, 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 many signs that even though it's tragedy, and I'm not telling you that it's not a tragedy, we just lost the Rebbe, we, we lost Holocaust survivors, we lost Sadiqim Gemurim, Balei Chesed Gemurim, the biggest of the big, we lost in the last six months, and it started on Purim. And of course, Baruch Hu has his cheshben of the army that he's putting together to come to this world with Moshiach. And that's his team. But we cannot get depressed because it's not what he wants. And it's not because we're bad. We're not bad. I, I want to tell you a story that happened with me. I just told it to Rabbi Pesach Kronos yesterday. So my shiurim, anyone who listens to my shiurim, have changed drastically in the last three years. I used to get up, and a lot of people complain, like, you were fire! You ripped everyone's head off! You say it the way it is! What happened to you? You got old? You talk now, you're nice, you get chizik, you're not screaming at anyone anymore. Like, Wow! If you talk to listen to my shirim 10 years ago, you listen to him now, it's not the same guy. What happened? Oh, I'm going to share something with all of you. So, when I was in my 40s, I got very into Kabbalah. Not myself, but I got close to some Bali Kabbalah in Israel. It's sort of been my Yetzer, whatever you want to call it, Toy, Hora, Ra, I'm not sure, to, to the fascination of of not only Kabbalah, of the Kabbalah learning, but the Kabbalah Maisi, to see stuff. See stuff being done. I've seen a lot of stuff. So I was very close with, like, very big person. His name was Machluf Lasri. Machluf Lasri lived in Beit Shah. Machluf Lasri died 
died, he was about 105 years old, but he was Baba Sali's sheikhet in Morocco, and he also wrote Kameyas. Kameyas is the names of Malachim. Baba Sali didn't feel he was holy enough to do it. He wrote Kameyas. I saw stuff happen. I mean, I can sit here and tell you stories tonight. Stuff that you would not believe. Mamish Nisim in the flies. I saw by this man. And I was very, I was very like entertained, but only entertained. I was fascinated. Like, I, I would bring my friends in there and he would be like, your daughter sitting, he goes to a certain person's house and that person has a television and she's going and she's seeing things she shouldn't. And this guy, he said, in your third drawer, I'm like, he's sitting there with his and Beit Shan. He's telling them what's, I, it was like, fascinating. Fascinating. And I got very close to him. So what I used to do when I was in Eretz Yisrael, Yom Kippur, the day after Yom Kippur, I would go to him and say, so how did I do in Shemayim? Like, what is Shemayim? Are they happy with me? Are they not happy with me? With my Tulis Makabo? And he had all kinds of Svarim and Zachen or whatever it is. And sometimes it wasn't such a good report. Sometimes it was a good report. Anyway, he passed away around 10 years ago. So I have no one to ask, how did I do Yom Kippur? And... Four years ago, I was introduced to, I'm not going to say who his name is, whatever it is, because then you're all going to call him. But uh, four years ago, I was introduced to this person who's, who's very big in Kabbalah, and there's this people that know him, whatever it is. And I was, I was like, I, you know, I knew who his Rebbe was. You have to be very careful, because there's a lot of fakes, and there's a lot of people who work with Shadim and, and the dark side. You have to be very careful. You start with them, and you're, you're, you're in big trouble. So the way to know who, if someone's kosher or not, you need to know who his Rebbe is. If you know who's Rebbe and you find out who's Rebbe, then you know who, who he is or what he's not. And many of the ones that aren't, they're like, no, I don't need a Rebbe. I, I talked to my Shabbat in my dreams. Yeah, okay, bye. Have a good day. Right. Um, so, so I went to this person. It's a true story. My wife was sitting next to me. And I said to him, I had the ranch and I have my schools and I'm saving Klaus for all. So I was, sort of wanted to get my, you know, like Shemayim's like, Wallstein, you're the man. You know, I, try, I was asking... Because I expected a very good report. Like, you know, Shemayim, like Hashem's like, wow. You know, it's Chai Wallstein. You're like, wow. Okay. So I want to get a little Hanoi after Yom Kippur, fasting a whole day. So I, I said to him, Chai Shemayim is my name. Um, how, did I, how am I doing? I didn't even ask about Yom Kippur. I said, how am I doing in Shemayim? Are they happy with me? He closes his eyes. And he's gone, like, in a different world for, like, 15 minutes. I'm like, that's not good. They're happy. He's like, they're happy, right? 15 minutes is, the report's taking too long. He opens his eyes. And he says to me, Shemayim is very unhappy with you. I said, excuse me? Very unhappy with you. In fact, you're in a shtickle makam sakana. I was like, makam sakana? He said, yes. Shemayim has a hakpada on you. I started thinking about all the averus I did that year. Wasn't that many, right? That they should have a hakpada on me. I said, could you please explain what you're saying? You talk too negative about Hashem's children. This was four years ago. I said, but I give Musr. How do you give Musr without speaking negative? So this is what he said to me. He said, Akash Bachu knows his children. He doesn't want to hear it from you. That's what he said. I'm a teacher, PTA. We're always told by the principal, when, you, when the parent comes, open up with a compliment. No matter how off the wall the kid is, say he's handsome. Say he's a Baal Chesed. That always works. He's a Baal Chesed. Say he's a me- But always start with a compliment. Because parents know how bad their kids are. They know how they're doing in school. They're not coming to hear that. They want to hear something nice. Because Baruch Hu doesn't want to hear from his speakers bad about his children. And you talk bad about his children and you're in danger. He said, Yeshaya Navi was a little bigger than Zechariah Wallerstein. And Yeshaya Navi said negative things about Klai Yisrael. He was a Navi. And you know how he died? He was hiding in a tree. And the enemy came to Yushalayim. And they chopped down the tree and the axe went through his throat. 
And Chazal say, what kind of death was that for Yeshaya Navi? Because he spoke Lashon Hara on Klai Yisrael, and therefore the axe went right through his throat. Eliyoh Navi, Eliyoh Navi came to Hashem and said, Klai Yisrael is not doing bris milah. And they weren't. He didn't lie. They weren't. Because Baruch Hu said, you, and Hashem knew that, Hashem knows that we weren't doing bris milah. You are coming and talk about my children. Every bris from now on, you have to go to the bris, come to Shemayim, and say, Edis, that it's not true what you said, and they are doing the bris, and you're going to have to leave Gan Eden, and you have to come down to this world. Big punishment for him. Did he lie? All he said was, they weren't doing bris milah. Don't talk bad about my children. Who was bigger than Moshe Rabbeinu? This is what this Makobo is telling me. Who was bigger than Moshe Rabbeinu? Who was a bigger defender of Klai than Moshe Rabbeinu? All the time going to Hashem. Right? And Hashem says, I forgive them because of the way you speak. One time! He said, Shimonu Amayrim, he called them rebellers. He lost everything. One time. He defended them his whole life. One time he called them Mayrim. Hashem said, you're calling them Mayrim. You no longer have Ruach HaKodesh. Instead of talking to the rock, you're going to mess up. You're going to hit the rock. How dare you call my children Mayrim? Moshe Benu, Come on. Hashem doesn't want to hear anyone talk negative about his children. He knows his kids. I was like, uh-oh. And I'm working so hard to help Klyestrel. And I'm like, poof, there's a hot puddle. So I made up my mind from that day on. No more criticism. No more, you're talking shul. You scratch too short. You're no. You have to get into the Reb Levi Badichiva thing. You have to get into the good of Klyestrel. The Satan, everyone who's listening, the Satan talks all day long bad about Klai Israel. You don't need to be a Makatrig. We got a big Makatrig up there. Hashem wants his children to talk good about each other. Just tell me the goodness of my children. Tell me even if they're Machal Shabbos, but they came for Kiddush. Find something good in every girl and every boy. Be positive. So, oh boy, did I change. I don't care that people are not happy that I'm not the old brimstone Wallerstein. I don't need a hakpad in Shemayim. And Baruch Hashem, for the last three years, I asked him after Yom Kippur, and he's like, just keep it up, they're happy. Just talk good and give chizik. Give chizik to his children. That's what a parent wants. Doesn't want a Rebbe that's ripping up his kid every day. He wants a Rebbe that gives kid chizik. You know, I remember when yeshiva, we used to, if you asked a question like, um, and, and, and the Rebbe would say to me, he would say like, oh, yeah, well, I think that's Rashi's question. And that was it. You know, or that's Rebbe Kiva, that's Tyson's question. How many times? I mean, I didn't ask Tyson's question that many times. But in class, other guys who were learning, you know, that's Tyson's question. Instead of, Chaim, do you know what you just did? What did I do? You just asked Rashi's question. You know what that means? What does that mean? That means for this moment, you were as big as Rashi. You're a Rashi. How else could you ask Rashi's question if you're not a Rashi? Kids like, what? Yeah. You, you have the head of Tyson's. You just ask the Tyson. Forget about Rabbi Kivager. That's a Rebbe's job. Not like, oh yeah, it's Rashi's question. So like, you're no big deal because it's in the Rashi. Well, did you look at Rashi before? So you had the question? No, that's not what God wants. That's not what Hashem wants. He wants chizik. He wants to find the good in every Jew. And I think that's what we need to take on this Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Because we are in the Ikhvaz of the Mashiach. There is no question. And if your kids have to be home, or your kids are not home, if you're in shul, if you're not in shul, it's, if Hashem put you there, then He loves you there. And you do your best there. 
Don't get broken. I hope we're all in shul. I hope we're all in Eretz Yisrael. I hope, I hope Mashiach is going to be here. But if he's not here and you're, you can't be in shul because of shul and this and that, and you have to daven outside, whatever it is, I'm not the doctor, and I'm not telling you where to daven, what to daven, but whatever is safe for you, whatever it is, cuddle up to Hashem. It doesn't matter where, he, where you are. It doesn't matter. It's a state of mind. Your state of mind is your state of being. Why do you face Mizrach? East, east, what are you, you're facing Nostrand? Why do you face Mizrach? Why are you da- you, you're facing Mizrach because it faces the Eretz Yisrael and it faces the base of Migdash. I'm not facing the base of Migdash. I'm, I'm facing uh, Nostrand Avenue. Let's get real. Right? I'm facing the wall over here. What base of Migdash? What's Mizrach? Mizrach is a state of mind. When you're facing Mizrach, your head is supposed to be in Yushalayim by the Makam Migdash. Mizrach is nothing. East 24th, 27th, 29th, Nostrand, King's Highway, there's nothing there. The state of being is the next street is the 29th, right? It's 29th is right here. State of being is we're all facing East 29th. So what's Mizrach? Mizrach is the state of mind. When I'm facing Mizrach, I'm thinking I'm in Eretz Yisrael and I'm by the Kaisel. Guess what? Machshava in the next world, there is no Maisa. There is no physical being. Everything is a machshava. Why is machshava kemaisa? Why is machshava kemaisa by a mitzvah? Anyone ever think about that? Not by an avera. Machshava is a way to travel in the in the non-physical world. When you do a mitzvah, machshava. This is again God's love for us. When you do a mitzvah, because Baruch Hu feels that you machshava to do a mitzvah because He loves you, you really want to do the mitzvah. Avera, you don't want to do that Avera. The Satan's making you do that Avera. So Machshava by an Avera is not a Maisa. Because Hashem says, you know, my children don't want to do an Avera. That's a Satan in his head. Mitzvah! Machshava ki Maisa. Mitzvah! Every one of my children want to do a Mitzvah. So Machshava is the power when it comes to Tefillah. Machshava, you can be anywhere. You can be anywhere. So wherever you're going to be Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, don't panic. Go into your head. And if you're not in Shul, be in Shul. We were last year. If you're not in Eretz Yisrael, be in Eretz Yisrael. We were not, we were not last year. But don't let the Machshava be broken. So many people are coming to me. They're so broken. How are we going to have a Rosh Hashanah? I said, you said, you had such a good Rosh Hashanah last year. Yeah, we had a very good Rosh Hashanah in Kippur. I think just the opposite. I think whatever these people, whoever had to leave the world, had to leave the world anyway. And I think that we're really, we're really in the birth. We're, that's it. We're, we're, we're pushing the baby out. And, 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 and because it's impossible, and I'm saying this in front of you in shul, it's impossible that there's a Gezeira Ra on Purim. After we didn't give up on Hashem and the holiest day of the year, there's no way that that was a Gezeira Ra. I, everyone quoted on Purim, is a, is a Raya that it's a Gezeira Taif. Didn't happen in the nine days. Happened in the nine days, I wouldn't be talking like this. Happened on a Tisha I wouldn't be talking like this. Happened on Purim. Happened on Purim. So yeah, Pesach, we're in our house. I don't understand the Cheshma, but the real first Pesach, we were also locked in our house. And you couldn't go out. And you had to have a set group before you sat down. The group had to be New York. It had to be Korban Pesach. had to be set. There's a lot of things, if you look deeply into it, that are very much like it was on Pesach. So it's not a time to get depressed. Just the opposite. And it's a time to learn the beauty of a Jew. And to only look at the good. Don't walk around. People talking in shul and tuition and rebellion and abuse. and but Hashem doesn't need to hear that. He hears that from the Satan all day long. He needs to hear from us all the good stuff. Leave the bad stuff to the Satan. He is a pro. He is much better talking Russian her than you'll ever be. Let him do it. I want to end, I don't want to end, but I want to tell you a story. Um, I'll see if I have a chance to say both stories. I want to tell you a new ridiculous story where Shlomo Melech challenged Hashem, challenged Hashem. And this is what happened. And this is what I want to tell you that 
I'm telling you this story because of this whole thing with Trump. I hear it every single day. Like people are just wa- watching. They watch the news. Baruch Hashem. I don't want. I have this flip phone. I'm cut off. Someone got up and said, "Don't listen to the news. Whatever it is, I am cut off. Whether he wins or he loses, it doesn't doesn't make. If you believe that makes a difference, then you believe that the kayach is in is in the president and a human being's hand. You're not picarious. You're total apicarious. You're total apicarious. You believe it. The, you, you believe that that the the Jews are going to either be freed or not freed or persecuted or not persecuted or go to Israel or not go to Israel because of a president. You're not picarious. It's all Hashem. It's not the president. And it's not Pelosi. And it's not the Senate. And it's not... So I said, what am I listening to the news for? God's going to do what he wants anyway. Endorsing is something else. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not... I'm not... He didn't say that Trump is the answer to whether we're going to have... Mashiach's going to come or not Mashiach or we're going to be treated right or not treated right. You, you have to go bederech. You, you're supposed to vote. I'm not telling you not to vote, right? You're supposed to vote. And if you're supposed to vote, he's telling you that, that he feels that he's good to the Jews, whatever it is. But if you think that that's our Savior, that's our Mashiach. You know what people tell me? Like, if he loses, I'm out of here. If he wins, yeah, we'll hang out. We'll see what happens. Stop be curses. What are you saying? It's up to a man? Oh, so the taich is, and I heard this taich on Rosh what he said. Other people are asking this question. The Taichi that Rav Shmuel said that if Trump wins, is a simon from Hashem that's one way, and if he loses, it's a simon from Hashem. Again, look at the Holocaust, right? He was a Nazi, he was uh, Hitler was a uh, Yamach Shemay, was a Nazi, and uh, you, you didn't, you know, you didn't need more of a bigger simon than, than Kristallnach and everything else, but even with a simon, you see a lot of people didn't leave. Because it's hard to leave. Just interesting. I'm just going to go off. I'm going to go off subject for a second. So usually the day, the day that I speak, something happens that I'm supposed to speak about. Whatever. I was, I was having a discussion tonight. I wrote a book. I don't know if you guys know that. That um, we wrote a book um, on Kibbutz of Aim. Very important book. Um, a safer. It's not a book. A lesson a day. Um, honor them. Revere them. Kibbutz and Yira. Um, and Baruch Hashem, we're ready in our second printing. It's something that. The problem is that, the, you know who's learning the book? The parents. That's the problem. All the parents bought the 5,000 books sold, all, all adults. The kids are not learning the book. The parents are learning the book. You know, I, I said, send me the kid's name. I'll mail, I'll mail them one. I'll write a little letter. Please read the book, you know. Anyway, so one of the struggles that, that, that some of the kids are having is that, you know, they, got, they grew up, and, and today the, people don't own anything. It's my father's fault, it's my mother's fault, this one's fault, that one's fault. I'm like, you can't, you can't go on in life if you're busy with everybody else's fault. How do you know this? So it's a totally different subject, but just, just for anyone, I guess someone has to hear this. Abuse, anything that you've gone through in life, parents, what, whatever it is, you, you can't live in the past. Why? By Avram Avinu, and I, and I had this discussion with someone in my house tonight, right before I walked into this to, to this share. And he said, why should I forgive my parents? They treated me so bad for so long. Why should I forgive them? I said, first of all, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I, I spoke to him about Moshe Rabbeinu went through stuff, and everybody, and Yosef Atzadi, and they, I'm not any of them, and I'm not the stipler, and I'm not that. So don't give me, don't compare me to anyone. I said, you're right, okay, I said. I never understood, and I speak about this, but Pasha's Lech Lecha a lot. Avram Avinu had an unbelievable yeshiva, B'charan, right? The people that he made in Charan. Unbelievable yeshiva, packed. Bali Chuvas. Avram Avinu had packed. Bigger than Eishat Big, big place. Why did Hashem throw him out? Why did Hashem say, Lech Lecha Ma'atzchum L'Alchum Be'etzavich? He was doing so well. Why did he send them out? And he told them, I'm not even telling you where you're going. Because the bottom line is, whoever's listening, to grow, to grow, and to have a life, you got to leave your past. So, Akash Baruch Hu understood that he had an unbelievable yeshiva. But, Nimrod, Terach, they threw him into a fire. The Zara, the place that he lived, Hashem said, you can't be Avram Avinu unless you leave 
your past. So you got to get out of Beis Avicha, Moladcha, Atzecha. And you know what? If you're willing to leave your past, you're guaranteed to succeed in your future. I'm not even going to tell you where to go. Because it's not about where you're going. It's about that you just let go. And you know what? If you're not so frumman and you're not so great and you're not such a tzaddik, let go because you're selfish. Because you cannot continue your life when you're carrying all those anger and hatred and memories. You can't go further. So Hashem was saying, I don't even need to tell you where to go. You know, drug addicts, when they come out of rehab, the first thing that we tell them, you must change your environment. No, but I'm good. I, I could say no. I can know how to say no now. I'm good. I did six months. I could say no. I'm like, you could say no, and you could say no. But if it's going to be the same friends in the same city and the same dealers and the same everything, you're going to say yes in the end. First thing is change your environment. The Kosh Baruch Hu said, Avram, you're doing great. You have a great yeshiva. But you can't become Avram Avinu, the Avhamoyim Goyim, unless you leave your past. Let it go. So if your parents weren't perfect, let it go. In the Holocaust, there's a difference between the survivor and the victim. A lot of, and I'm not judging them, tzaddik and whatever, but even the people who went off the derech and everything else, who could judge them? Who could judge them after a Holocaust? Right? But they never let it go. They're walking around with the Holocaust on their shoulders. Our parents, our grandparents, they don't even talk about it, most of them. They don't even want to talk about it. That's the past. I came to America I work hard, I daven hard, I learn hard. There were a few survivors that tell me they stand in Borough Park and they watch all these little yeshiva kids get onto the buses and they're like, we won, you machshamo, you lost. You don't even have a country anymore. We won. They let go of the concentration camp. They let go. They left that all behind. They came here and they, they look at these little kinderlach. And, and the shuls and the yeshivas, and they're like, Yemachshimo lost, the Nazis lost. What do you mean they lost? They killed six million. They still lost. Titus, titus, you lost. So if, you, if you're a young person listening, or you're an older person listening, and you're living in your past, Jews don't live in their past. Jews learn from their past. Don't live in the last five months either. Don't walk around with your head down in the last five months or whatever happened, whatever we went through. If you're going to live in the last five months, it's going to make you sicker. It's going to depress you and it's going to give you anxiety. And Nebuch, there's so many people out there that are taking medicine and therapy and Nebuch, they're not alive anymore because of depression and anxiety of, of this whole COVID, this whole thing. Let it go. Let's go further. We got Rosh Hashanah. We got Elul. I need Lee. What does it mean? I, I'm to my loved one, and my loved one is to me. That's not fear. That's love. What kind of? What kind of? Why do we name the month of Elul? I need Lee. It's the month of judgment. It's the month of preparing for the biggest court case of your life. Whether you're going to live and die, it should be a I need Uchuva Lee. I need a year of a year Lee. What's this love? I need a daddy, daddy Lee. That sounds more like Ador. Not Elul. Wrong. Wrong. It's a relationship. It's love. Yira, everyone touches his fear. You know what Yira is? It's much more than fear. It's awe. How can I fear and love? No, it's awe. When the king walks in, you're like, wow. That's much more than, ah, don't hurt me. Please, don't hit me. Don't burn me. Don't give me a disease. Please, Hashem. No. That's not what it is. That's not what he wants. He wants Anila Daidi with Daidi Lee. Or, yes, he's, a, he's God. Yes, or, he's like, wow. Look at everything he created, which is another problem. We don't have time tonight, which I do feel very much was for the world. You think, okay, Rabbi Wasti, Mashiach, Mashiach, why do you do this to the whole world? I've been talking this for a long time because we're so busy with our technology. So Hashem's like, well, why do you need to go shopping in a store? You can order online. Why, why do you need to go outside to see my flowers and my fruits and everything? You could, you could order that online and you could, 
You know, I had this this girl that told me she sees sunrise every morning. I'm like, you don't go to Vasekin. Like, what are you talking about? She goes, no, it's on my screensaver on her computer. That's how she sees sunrise every day. So we, we all began to live in our houses. We don't watch Brie at all. We don't know what smells. We don't know what tastes. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we, we, we don't even learn. We learn online a lot. So there's no Revy and there's no, no breath coming out. No, from Hayyotzim and Halev. It's from Hayyotzim computer, right? And that's not Nichnas Halev. So Hashem said, okay, okay. I created a world in six days. You don't want to live in that world. So you want to live in your world that you created, which is technology. Okay, we'll lock you all in. You don't, you don't need my world. You can live in your house. You can do business in your house. You can be with your kids in your house. You can have Pesach in your house. You can have everything in your house. Because that's what technology did. It put everything into the house. Shem said, okay, no problem. That's what you want. He wants it to be human. He created a human being. He created the world. So the least you can do... Yeah, if you have to learn online, and we had to learn, he forced us to learn online. But there's nothing like a shear. There's nothing like being in front of the Rebbe. First of all, you learn from the Rebbe on his midos and the way he behaves. So it's very different. Uh, again, if you, if, the, if you can't, if you can't, you can't. But Akash Baruch forced us. He said, you want to you learn on a machine? Now you're going to have to learn on a machine. So he took that whole world and he stuffed it down our throats. Not on us, the Goyim, everybody. You want to, you want technology? You're going to create your own world? You're not interested in my world anymore? You're busy talking to each other with text? You're busy WhatsApping? You don't talk to it? You don't, there's no Debor? Hashem said the whole thing makes a human being different than an animal is Debor. There's no more Debor. Everything's typed. Okay. We're going to take Debor away. You can't talk to me. You're going to put on a mask. You're going to put on a mask. You can't talk to me. Six feet apart. You were apart anyway. You weren't with human beings. You're on your screen a whole day. You're on your phone a whole day. So you know what? Now you're going to be six feet away from a human being. So he took the world he created. He said, you don't want my world. You want your world? See how it feels. Learn. Learn from what we just went through. Don't live in it, though. So I don't have time for my stories. Um, we have time. One, one, one crazy story that nobody ever heard. So, two. I'm going to tell one. I'm going to tell one story. So, Shlomo Melech had a beautiful daughter. Did you know that? Medrash Tanchuma, Medrash Tanchuma, Pasha's Kisisa. Okay? He had a very beautiful daughter. Never heard of her. And I guess he liked Kabbalah also, Shlomo Melech. So he looked into the Mazolais to see who her Zivug is. He could look into the Mazolais, into the stars. I want to see what kind of boy she's going to get. But Ra, Shehu Ani Echad, a very poor boy. The Ambi Yisrael Ani Kamaisei, the poorest guy in the whole Yisrael. That's what he saw. He said, that is not a shidduch for my daughter. Ma also, what did he do? Bana Migdal Gavara Bayam. He built a huge tower in the middle of the ocean, like a, like a lighthouse, surrounded by water. And he put walls wall around the tower. Not Albita, he took his daughter, but he put her on the top of the tower. And on the bottom, he put 70 Suisse Mizik Israel. So she's, now what else he did? No door. He put enough food up there for her? No door. He can't get up to her. Impossible. Surrounded by water, surrounded by, by these guys. This guy, this Ani, is not getting to my daughter. Okay? So, he said, Let me see what Hashem's going to do now. So, I'm testing Hashem. What can he do? What can Hashem do? She's locked up. Okay? This poor man, who's supposed to marry her. He went at night. It was freezing. He had, no, he had very little clothing. He was freezing. Nothing to eat. Thirsty. And he saw a shore, an ox that had just died. And it was freezing. So he cut it open. And he went inside to its innards, which was still warm. So that he wouldn't freeze that night. Okay? So that's where he went to sleep. Inside the innards, the guts of this, of this shore. Okay? 
He had no choice. Ukiyashan Shamali is sleeping, but of God, a big eagle came. And this was Nevela, this was a piece of meat for its children. So it picked up, not knowing there was a human in it, it picked up the axe and flew to its nest, but it couldn't, the axe was too heavy, it couldn't hold it, so he dropped it. Where did it fall? On the porch of this girl, of his, of Shlomo's daughter. Okay? So the oif went down and he ate the, the nevela. And he stood on the, he was on the porch. She went outside to the porch and she sees a bacher, a guy laying there. Amalo, she said to him, Miata, who are you? Who brought you here? He said, I'm a Jew from Akko. And, oh, that he also saw Shlomo Melech. He was going to be from Akko. He said, and the bird brought me here. Okay. So she had some clothing. She gave him something to cover himself, whatever. And he washed himself up. And she asked him. She saw that he was charif, pilpul. He was a cipher. She said to him, You want to marry me? Halavai. He said, Halavai. Ma'asa, what did he do? Hik is dumb. Because of Luxuva, he he let go let go of blood and he wrote a Ksuva, Umayami Dhamma, he wrote a Ksuva from his blood. The kitchen he was Makadashar. I have a big kasha on this, I don't have a terrace yet. The Adim, I do have maybe a terrace, the Adim Michal by Gabriel. Two angels came, they were Adim under the Suin, and it was Michal and Gabriel. This Abramimeno, she becomes pregnant. When the Zakanim see that she became, I don't know how they saw, but she went. She went out to the porch, and they saw in her ninth month that she's pregnant. They said, "Oh boy!" So my is going to think with one of us. He's going to kill all of us. Going to kill all seventy of us. Oh, guy, what they, they, they didn't know there was a guy up there. They just saw her. So they're like, "Oh my gosh, we're in very big trouble." So they called for they called for Shlomo Melech to come, figure out doors closed around the water. They're there. They didn't see nobody come in. Nobody go out. Okay. So Shlomo Melech comes. And they say, Adonai HaMelech, don't, don't blame us, but something's going on. Your daughter's pregnant. Okay? So he goes, so he, they break down the door, and he goes upstairs, and he says, what's going on? Where'd you come? He tells him the whole story. And he shows him the ksuva. And the Melech says to him, your mother and father, what city are you from? And he says... I'm from the city of Akko. The Samach Simcha Gedayla, and he was Samach Simcha Gedayla, and he said, "I see now when Hashem wants something to happen, there's no human being that can that can stop it." And that's why I'm telling you that the whole politics has nothing to do with anything. Whatever Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants to happen, is going to happen. So here's my kasha. How can Michal and Rafal be Adim? They're, they're on, a, on a Kedushin, they're, only, they're angels. Right? It's bomb kasha. You have the same kasha. Let's go to a different question. Yosef HaTzadik, right? When he, when he brought his two children, Ephraim and Asha, to Yaakov, what does Rashi say? He showed him his star Erison, his star Erison. Why wasn't he? Why didn't he marry her with kedushin with money? Why star? Because for 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 kedushin, right? You need to have edim. There were no edim. They were all goyim, right? So he had no edim. So he couldn't do kedushin with kesef. But star, if a, if a, it's brought down that if the person is a very important person, then the then you makayim the star. So that's what I had to use the star. So we hear. I don't know. I don't know exactly the terets, but if you learn the shtak suva and the, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu wrote to Klai Yisrael, there's a shtak suva. I don't know if you ever learned it, and we say it on the Tikkun Titlel Shvuas. There's a shtak suva, and there's a shtar tanam, and the shtak suva is signed by Shemayim Varetz. So you see that the the suva for Klai Yisrael and Hashem with Shemayim Varetz. So there must be a level of some type of michal of real shemayim varus that that works. Anyway, it's a kasha for Misa. But the the main thing that I, the point I want to bring here is he went ahead. He did everything he could. Because Bochum wants something, it's going to happen. 
So everybody hold on tight, no matter what Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is going to look like. It started on Purim. It is the beginning of the end of Golis for Klai Yisrael. May we all be zeicher to see it. Thank you. You have to dive. You have to dive. You have to do what you have to do. But you have to understand that it's not the koyach of, of it's not the koyach of Trump or the Congress or you. We have to dive. Of course, we have to dive. Like I said, you have to cuddle up. You have to have the kavana, and you have to dive into Kodesh Baruch Hu, But don't dive into Donald Trump. Dive into Kodesh Baruch Hu. and understand that Kodesh Baruch Hu has the koyach no matter what any of these rishon. Any, what anyone wants to do. Shem's going to do what he wants. If he's got to take an eagle, land it on a thing. Whatever has to be done, Kishbachu will do. And I trust that the love of a Kishbachu to us, that in Mitzvah Hashem we're going to see the Yeshua, and then we'll understand what 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 the Chayshech was all about. Mitzvah Hashem. Hashem, Irgun Shiratermas is Boston. I'd like to give a big yashikar to Rabbi Wallace team for the very inspiring Joshua. I'd like to give a big yashikar to the sponsors of tonight's year. Um, <clears throat> Rabantus Abraham and family, Leland Hishomos, Mish Yaakov, Matzio Shalom, Osher Ben Altachayim Yishai, Chaim Indel Baz Yishai Yehuda, Hudus Baz Moshe Yaakov, Ita Sarah Baz Rabbi Yisrael. It's also for Shlem and Fagitl Baz Tzvayra, and for Hidduch Hogan Bekorov, Chavim Indel Baz Rabbi Yishai, and Rocha Baz Gitl. I'd like to give a big yashikar to Rabbi Dava Lang for Sponsoring tonight's year, Lila Nishmas Ishtoy, Tvera Shalom Basra Bishro Shechia, Regular Shloshim, Tanish Basra Surah Basra Chaim. My boys say, take part in Yugen Shiritari's annual dinner, 19th annual dinner coming up, details to follow, but uh, you can start preparing by preparing your ad in the journal, honor the Rabbanim, Musirum, you've enjoyed, and have a Chedigan Abatistar worldwide, Yugen Shiritari, or sponsor one of the many Shiurim. Call Egan Shiratari, 718-851-8651, or email tapecenter, yeshivanet.com. coming. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.